Yeah, 19 minutes it is after 8 p.m. Of course, many of you sharing that tweet. And uh, yeah, uh, Selema Chu, just before we go into our next discussion, uh, saying on Twitter there, people that keep saying apartheid was better, frustrated by the doings of the ANC and its cadres. And uh, that is not uh, a true that indeed black people cannot govern. The numbers just don't add up. The circumstances are different. And the Western Cape is prioritizing the privilege to paint a very certain and particular uh, picture. Jefferson Demande. Uh, saying the self-hate and internalized inferiority is sad. We're going to take a quick detour now. We head out to Bukonebo Pirima, and uh, we're going to be joined uh, on the line for our discussion tonight, uh, reflecting on uh, some of what has come out of the mining in Daba, uh, investing in Africa mining in Daba, which is the world's largest mining investment conference currently taking place here in Cape Town. And I'm joined on the line uh, to talk about uh, some of the work they are doing in the world of mining services by Khalakha Anumateho, He's the managing director of Sedibelo Khabo Mining. Khalakhano, uh, good evening to you, my brother, and welcome. Good evening, Sam. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm well, thanks, man. Thank you very much. I'm well, thank you, and thank you so, for so generously sharing of your time with us this evening. Now, you're a proudly South African mining services company, and I think often, yes. you know, for many of us who might not know enough about the mining sector, when we think about the mining sector, we, we think just about the digging. Uh, and seldom about some of the other incidental and, uh, you know, associated economic activities and services-related activities uh, that uh, are critical to make sure that a mine actually operates. So as a mining yes, services yes. company uh, at City Belo Cabo, what is it that you guys do? And, uh, of course, you are also very much linked with, um, you know, the history and the heritage and, of course, even the fortunes uh, of that part of the world where it is that uh, you operate. Yes, yes, yes. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Sibidalo Kabo Mining is a proudly South African company. Uh, we're in the mining services space, contract mining, to say. Um, essentially, a production hole drilling. We're in the, the first step of the value chain of, of, of mining, open cost mining, that is, right? So what essentially happens is that uh, we, we dig up, not dig up, we, we, we drill production hole drilling, after we drill the holes and stuff like that, uh, then the blasting guys, uh, they come through and they pump all the explosives uh, into the holes. Um, then the blasting happens. After the blasting happens, uh, then we have the open hole people, the big trucks, who come take out the, the waste and the ore and stuff and take it to, to the crushing plants and stuff. So we're at the first step of, 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 of the daily chain in open-cost mining. So... The drilling is not right, uh, then pretty much your whole second, third phase of it is, is, is messed up, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I originate from uh, the second village. It's one of the 32 villages of the Bakhaitabak Hafela uh, Travel Authority. And the mine that I'm currently working at uh, is, is called Sibidala Resources. Mm. And so what happened, what happened to us, I think, um, 2021 or something like that, so there was a whole drive uh, around localization, where, where, where we're from, and it was pretty much decided that uh, 60% of, of the procurement spent of the new pit of the mine would go to the local communities and the doorstep communities, essentially. So what that created was an opportunity uh, for, for us to be able to, to partake and actually bid for that work. And, and I guess if, if, if the work was given out, you know, just, to anyone in the country uh, to apply for it, I don't think we'd be having this uh, this discussion right now. Mm. So that's essentially what happened. So I mean, I'm from there, uh, born born there, uh, of schooled and stayed in Rustenburg and stuff like that. And essentially, 
Um, it, it's a company that has its roots uh, firmly entrenched in 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 the Bahatabakhatra Tribal Authority and also in partnership with the with the Tribal Authority. So bring mm. it home. It's yeah, 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 yeah. And you continue to employ a lot of people, I guess, uh, from that part of the world as well. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, uh, we've got two funders. We've got uh, the IDC and Sendai uh, Financial Services. Uh, mm. But one of the main things uh, that IDC has always been pushing from day one is, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's a developmental, uh, IDC has a developmental agenda and mandate and stuff like that. But, you know, they give you money, it has to make financial sense because they need returns. It's taxpayers' money at the end of the day, right? So, mm. yes, there could be concessions there and there, but your, your business case has had to make sense. The thing that they, they, they pushed from day one is, is also localization, you know. So it's, sure. what happens a lot with, with, uh, with other people uh, or black people who get opportunities like these, uh, they end up sometimes not localizing. And it's, it's something I always keep on telling my fellow people in the, in the space that, you know, as much as we've been given this, this, this opportunity, we need to also bring it home ourselves and uh, keep as much of, of, of the money and the value within our ecosystem. And I mean, Sibelo Kabul Mining has about just over 100 employees, and 75% of the employees are from the local community, you know, mm. uh, with 25% or so being, 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 being females. So, and even the procurement spend of, uh, that we do on a monthly basis, uh, we try our level best where we can to make sure that uh, we, we keep it within the local community and the entrepreneurs and support them uh, as far as we can as well. Because it's all good and well to say, okay, you can give someone a thought, like 10 checklists. You know, and you can find reasons uh, as to why you can't give someone something. But we also try where we can to say, you know what, uh, you might be lacking here or two, then we might give you a hand up there. And just to, to keep it in the ecosystem, that's, uh, that's very important. Because essentially for, for, for us, uh, it's, it's, it's very important for me that uh, people from where I come from and, and other doorstep communities, for them mm. to be able to know that it, it, it is possible, you know, it is possible. Mm with the right determination and quit and stuff like that because it's paying it forward, paying it forward, yeah. And, and then, I mean, talk, talk to us about, I guess, the relationship you would have with uh, a Sandvik. I mean, we spoke to Sandvik uh, this time last year um, yes. you know, about some of the drill rigs they were building and some of the tech that goes into that. Um, and I guess for yourselves as a mining services company, um, yes. you would, of course, have to have a very close relationship with the equipment manufacturer or the equipment provider. Yes. In order to understand what functionality it has, what can it do, what it what it cannot do, uh, in order yeah. to be able to service some of your ultimate mining clients as well. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, <laughs> I sit here and see that the mining owns, uh, I think, six flagship uh, rigs of Sandvik, uh, some of the best in the world mm. uh, for what uh, for, for the kind of work we do. Uh, but let me tell you, a year ago, I knew nothing about drilling. So for me as an entrepreneur, I've been in entrepreneurship for like 14 years or so, but it's all about business principles are the same, generally, right? So assembling the right team uh, uh, to help you uh, achieve a particular vision and mission and stuff like that. So we have a very close relationship uh, with, uh, with Sandvik. Uh, as I said, I think, uh, I think we are, we've got a single... With the machines that we have, I think we've got the biggest fleet as a single company of a specific drill rig, right? And for them as well, it, it's a confidence that we have in this particular high-tech rig uh, that uh, we have them. And we, we share a lot of knowledge and synergies. And you have to keep the OEM close, right? Because the machines mm-hmm. are relatively new in the industry, good machines. But, you know, like any new technology, you have the glitches there and there. And also making sure you have uh, the right in-house in-house skill and capability and stuff like that. So for them as well, it, it's very important that we also succeed because our success 
will also showcase to other people that, you know what, these machines might be new, slightly complicated, but mm-hmm. here's a company to develop how we made it, made it happen. So you have to be very close with your, with your OEM. And, and I guess, you, you know, the other, the other element uh, of that closeness with the OEM that I'm interested to hear from you, this thing, yeah, R&D, I mean, I was speaking to somebody earlier on today and they were like, you know, there are so many potential opportunities insofar as R&D is concerned in the mining sector. It might be the capital equipment that you use, the drill bits and so on. It might even be some of the safety-related stuff. Um, I mean, is that type of stuff collaborative? And to what degree, I guess, you know, is there some link between that research and development for the purposes of product development and, of course, some of the subsequent training and development work that you do uh, with your employees and, of course, even, uh, you know, other suppliers and uh, 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 those from the Bakhatla Bakhafela community? Yeah, well, look, I, I think uh, from from that angle with regards to the specific R&D, uh, the OEM uh, will potentially or keep it close to them, right, the ins and, the ins and outs of, of the equipment and stuff like that. But so far as maybe uh, they can localize more, I mean, I know Sandvik is in a big drive. Uh, they opened up a, a facility for assembling uh, last year locally, but mm-hmm. uh, that, that was for a specific machine that we don't use. Like these ones, the balcony machines, they come pretty much, you know, assembled from, from, from overseas. But once, once they can bring it closer to home and, uh, and start assembling here and bring some sort of partnerships, then that R and D uh, can filter through uh, through locally, but on on other aspects, uh, the guys do come to the party training and all of those stuff. And I mean, right now we were in discussion with them yesterday. We are, we are looking at uh, uh, setting up some sort of training facility uh, for, for 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 these machines uh, from uh, in the Bakatalakatala community, right? Because the challenge we had as well is that. There are very few people who understand these machines. Uh, I'm talking about the guys that go in the machines, the operators themselves. And when we started, I had a challenge, a huge challenge, which I had to overcome. And then you also have the artisans and stuff, the mechanics. Uh, mm. Most of the mechanics are used to very mechanical kind of equipment and all of those. So these ones are, you know, you, it's a combination of a, of a mechanic, auto electrician, you know, like a millwright in a sense. So we're having a discussion with them yesterday that we need to bridge this gap, you know, mm. uh, especially from the local perspective where. You can't always be bringing in machines and then you go to the community and say, hey, you know what, I can't find Mr. X, Y, and Z, let me get him somewhere else. At some point, there's some sort of dissent and resentment from, from the community. So you have to be forward-looking in, in, in these things. And they also uh, realize the need that, you know what, you have to train local because, you know, one of the big things that uh, arose uh, from the mining in Daba, despite the, 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 the top one being uh, the green energy, it was mm-hmm. also partnership, right? The yeah. partnership element is very, very important and how you engage with the people that you're making money from, right? It should mm. not be seen as a one-sided relationship where here you bought, now they're gone. So it must be seen that, not must be seen, there must be a level of care. And that's just the only way we're going to get forward in this country, the proper partnerships. So they are coming to the party with that, a bit mm. slow. But some of these things have to be driven, you know, and uh, it's not easy. We just have to keep on pushing them, yeah. Okay, Khalakhano, I hope I have you back on a better line, my brother. Yes, sir, you have me. Yes, indeed. Just as we wrap up, I was just saying, I mean, with where you guys are, are standing now, I mean, what becomes, you know, the next phase? What's the next play? Uh, you know, we heard at this mining in Daba, you know, especially if one considers what's happening there in the Bushveld complex, uh, there is a widening scope of applications for PGMs. You know, it might yes. be iridium going into, you know, electrolyzers for green hydrogen or fuel cells for all manner of applications. What implications is that going to have for your own operations and what does the next terrain of growth look like? 
Look, um, we're still a fairly new company, and uh, I think I'll be, yeah, look, I believe in my own madness, and I know uh, we will succeed, and I have a phenomenal mm. team behind me. Um, but it's, uh, I'll be more comfortable in two, three years, you know, because uh, generally businesses within the first two, three years, that's where the danger zone is, right? So mm. always keeping, uh, keeping humble. Uh, we're doing well where we're working right now, but I always tell my team, let this success not get to our heads. Let's keep mm. humble and just keep on keep on doing the work, right? Um, but our what, what we intend on doing is drilling. Drilling is extremely hard. It's it's not easy, you know. Uh, so mm. very few people actually uh, make it work. And our intention is to focus on on, on the bushveld where we are right now. Sure. Complex within one. Um, it's it's hard rock production drilling is is, is what we specialize in, right? And I, I want to uh, we want to carve ourselves a nice niche in South Africa in the market. Uh, mm-hmm. We should be known for hard rock production drilling, not coal or anything like that. Hard rock and just 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 grow and train stuff out there. We've got one client at the moment, and uh, I'm hoping that by towards the end of this year, we can also de risk and have a second client, a uh, second site. But you know, the future of platinum is bright. You know, with where we're going, so it's just uh, perfecting what we do and just just keep on getting better. So I, I think we've got a, a pretty bright future. So then mm-hmm. we just keep on going. Yeah, yeah. So. Awesome stuff. Khalakano, thank you very much for your yeah. time, brother. Really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Bye. Awesome Goodbye. stuff.